Welcome to a muzzled chat. Okay. I'm going to totally switch gears. So bear with me here on this episode. Everyone knows I'm going through a hard time. We all are. (sighs) Woke up after the treatments yesterday, literally just feeling run down, like hungover. And it's insane because I haven't had a drink of alcohol in over six years. And it has been a grave blessing. I genuinely wish I could report that it's been nothing but beautiful and roses and amazing. But often when we challenge ourselves in that type of way, it gets astronomically harder. But what's crazy, I could actually see God's hand at play looking back in my life and educating me that in a way, James, you don't need this crutch. You're perfectly capable of walking without it, referring to alcohol. Why pay for that crutch? It's inhibiting you in many ways. Like it was in ways I couldn't even see. I couldn't even fathom. And I'm here to testify that if I would have continued that relationship, that very toxic relationship with alcohol, I wouldn't be here today. A hundred percent. So I'm extraordinarily grateful for how my eyes were opened. But once again, it doesn't mean things get any easier. So for today, I I actually pulled out my journal and I was going through a bunch of pages and I might even open up, share some more vulnerability with you guys moving forward in some of these journal logs and realizations and like expressions of gratitude and things to that nature. Hopefully, not to like get crazy personal here, but just to share some light on some things that have helped me. And then the act of journaling, even in and of itself, has been astronomically like beneficial to me. Shout out to Caitlin. Thank you so much for helping kick off this, utilizing this tool again in my life. It has been very beneficial for me. And anything that helps, right? Anything we could start adding and organizing our toolbox to effectively use tools more efficiently, clean them off, lube them up, whatever we got to do. It's only the more work we do on ourselves in self-refinement, like the, the better, like the more blessing will come throughout the remainder of our lives. So I don't know if there's anything really more worthy of our time and even some financial investing. But some of the tool list I have written here, journaling was the first one I put on here. But prayer, church has been extremely beneficial for me. However, church is built by man. Mankind's faulty, men and women, right? So by nature, these 
organized groups are just that. I know I've, I've had it and I've met a lot of people that have had church hurt. Now, am I saying that to stay away from these groups? Absolutely not. More so is to have in the back of our mind, understand the defects so we could see past it and show up with more grace so we're not, you know, bearing these wounds of these situations that life throws at us. I view church like a vehicle. It can propel you further than you can walk on your own, faster and further. But to stay cognizant is to the fruit of the spirit because that vehicle could take a wrong turn. That vehicle could crash. And once again, it's like I'd rather be taking even baby steps in the right direction than going a million miles an hour in the wrong or just kind of guessing and being lost. The AA groups have been astronomically positive, especially with me beating my addiction with alcohol and even addictive personality. And it's so wild because early on, it seemed a bit overused. But every now and then there was someone you might have even prejudged because they look a certain way, they sound a certain way. But when they spoke on their personal stories and, and how sharp they were and excited and at peace and ha- genuinely happy, they would reference themselves as a grateful alcoholic. And it just, what? Like it finally sunk into me with some of these individuals and their vulnerability like, oh, wow, alcohol wasn't the problem, even though it almost killed them. They had deeper rooted character issues and traumas and other things that just manifested itself through alcohol. And then through alcohol and the AA program, they were able to do this deep dive into their character defects that led to alcoholism, but it was a deeper rooted issue that through the alcohol they were able to hone in and identify and rule out and it has greatly blessed their lives, hence why they genuinely become a grateful alcoholic. Because through all of this, they really were able to organize their toolbox. They really were able to reconcile and find a piece of um, just pure bliss, happiness, God, And when they were lost in the wilderness, they now have meaning and purpose and a life, a full life, full of meaning. And it's just beautiful. I, to this day, ought to be, I will, I'll attend more. It'd be nice to have some of these warriors on talking about some of their stories to give us some, because, because you don't even have to be struggling with alcohol to go through those steps or go through programs similar to this to greatly improve your quality of life and your whole wiring just making you a more efficient 
individual who doesn't want that. It's like the world has wired us to victimize ourselves, just hold all this bitterness and angst towards situations and people and life isn't fair and it's not moving the needle in the right direction at all we're just we're becoming weaker and weaker be nice to the more resilient and accountable and responsible and what we can change within ourselves knowing like it just brings us really grounded and based in reality and it's extraordinarily beneficial nature gosh i love nature now with this illness and depressive anyone dealing with depression things along those lines it it's it sucks because things that typically appeal to you and things you love doing just you could lose that love and enthusiasm to actually get out and do that. My heart goes out to you, but there's just small steps and sometimes getting out in nature and a combination of things while you're even out there talking to the universe and God and trying to figure things out, just depending on where you are taking some literature and the Bible diving in meditations, things like that while you're there, but just the fresh air grounding good sunlight the birds whatever landscape you're dealing with it can be extraordinarily healing and versus just getting like a mind numbing there's nothing healthy about being in bed or being on the couch and just like watching netflix even nature shows on netflix like they want us to go more virtual reality but it's not having like the endorphins, like we're, it's feeding the depression. So action, what was it Mark Manson? Action isn't just the effect of motivation, it is also the cause of it. And that's kind of the main thing I wanna grasp today for me was, I was in a rough way. I get to the gym, I'm in a rough way, almost, threw up just nauseated with all the meds and then the treatment yesterday it took all it just took a while for my stomach to settle but after I got my blood pumping spent some time on a treadmill core exercises some weight weights uh it it after I don't know a good solid 40 minutes in there was a shift and I'm so grateful for that shift And I just want to express that to anyone struggling to take action, whatever you're able to. Can't walk, journal. Can't write, pray. You know, there's, but to take these steps and improve our state. But getting up and walking around is so helpful. It's getting warm. I got to turn a fan on in here. I'm cooking. So other tools, gym, fitness. I can't express enough, especially for men. I'm, I guarantee it would help women pretty much as equally. Just help balance things out. 
helps sleep, um, focus, energy. I mean, and for men, my gosh, it's like I was feeling really frustrated and beaten down. Like the finances are extraordinarily tight. There's some communications I had over recently, some finances with the current regiment I'm on that were very disheartening. And it's just, it, it just all started piling up and weighing on me. But you get out there, you, you, you take out some of these frustrations as a man with these weights. And it just, the problem's pretty much like you, you could like beat them away. Like you're facing them, you're not running from them, but they don't hold as much of a weight as they did. And that is the one thing that really keeps me going back. If I were to focus on the vanity side of things, my gosh, I would have been done years ago because you could, your body could tend to turn for the worse really quickly, right? And it is a lot of work to like get back. So even maintaining is a lot of work, especially you're facing illnesses that inhibit it even more, more so. And your hormones are off or for guys, your testosterone's shot to heck. So there's like, like it continues on some of the tools like into nutrition so to make sure this body of ours has the proper amount of nutrients and is sufficiently like full of what it takes to produce the proper amounts of cortisol, serotonin, dopamine, energy, clarity, uh, resilience. Like nutrition is is key to on a cellular level to fulfill like optimal function, right? So so crucial and then good doctors because good doctors can help like a good one that's more so like western western medicine's pretty well corrupted and indoctrinated if you have a doctor that was pushing the bioweapon jab like unless he's profusely like apologetic and i can't believe how much i was duped into the system i mean like off for me, if they push that, it's just not even an option. It's, you know, they're not, because even if they did transition, they're in the beginning stages of even learning how to get to the root of any one of your issues. So find a good learned doctor that's humble, that's constantly practicing medicine and going to, you know, all these conventions, like medical conventions and just staying up and reading a lot of books and um, has good reviews, good results. So they'll know what labs to order to look in your body, whether you got toxins, whether you're lacking nutrition, um, whether you have other, other ailments such as Lyme or, or other ones that exist. So they're important support groups. Um, like there's men's groups that are awesome. Even the Lyme disease support group has been beneficial because there's when if you're dealing with anything in specifically like depression or alcohol, like, like there are these groups where 
yes, they've helped organize tools to effectively help pave ways to to lead people to success with what they're dealing with, but there's a magic to those environments, just like church, where there's you're surrounding yourself with a lot of like-minded folks that are all on that mission to improve their current state, and that's beautiful. It's magic. Um, I'd a hundred percent recommend support groups, and you got to use your discernment. Because, you know, if there'll be ones that more so potentially could lead you astray in there or weigh you down. So weed them out. Don't pay attention and, and draw closeness to someone less broken than you. They're more broken than you. Like, how are they really going to improve your state, right? You could, you could be there and you could do words of encouragement. But I, as far as, like, reliant and seeking... Um, it's kind of like that saying at the gym. It's like, if you look at any point you look around, you're the biggest dude in that gym, find another gym, right? It's kind of that same mentality with a support group and kind of what we're touching on. But anyway, family and friends. Now, once again, on that same token, it's like some family can be extremely beneficial. Some family could be potentially toxic. It all de- depends really where they're at. And you don't really have control over where they're at at all. And nor would you want to. So if they're actually continually showing up in a beneficial way, and one thing you can really like use is, uh, uh, I don't know, to, to, assess with these individuals is like after every encounter when when the encounter is over like how do you feel you should feel better than you did going into it and if you don't it becomes tricky depending on your state you may be able to up the communication to express some things depending on that other individual where if they're all about showing up in the most effective ways for you, ideally, they would absorb it, note it, wow, I could do better, I'm excited to do better, and they may more effectively show up for you so after these encounters you feel better. But then again, you can't, to be relying on things like that can be extremely damning and dangerous and things like that too. So just be be cautious. And that goes for friends as well. How do you feel after? Do you feel more encouraged? Do you feel more supported? Do you feel more at ease? Like you got this. Now the Bible. 100%. This this filled me up just before this episode. In just a few short verses. Don't be scared of it. Don't do it for me. Don't do it for anyone. Don't do it for your family. Don't do it. Do it out of the curio- your own curiosity and seek the answers with God directly for you. Just be open to it. Yeah. Daily devotionals. I love this Jesus is calling. Once again, I just even need to say it. So... 
I hold myself more because I love the idea of Jesus calling every day. Am I going to answer that call? I, because I've got too wrapped up in my, my daily that I haven't been as, I don't know, on it, right? And it goes for these other ones too. They really help. Podcasts now. I use other podcasts and listen to improve my state as well. There's there's good ones out there. Now, with the belief I have in the Bible and Jesus our Savior, it's like I kind of have a a rule of thumb or, or a guidance. It's more like a guiding rule that where before I just oh, if it had a catchy title, I'd dive right into it. Oh, un-F yourself. It's like, okay, yeah, I feel pretty effed, sure. And I dive into these books and Audible and podcasting, that nature. And, like, there might be some gold nuggets in there, but a lot of it actually leads to faulty, defective victimization wiring where you're just kind of standing there giving the world the middle finger. And it's like, and it's kind of to your own detriment. It's not the most efficient wiring. So it's like, Wow, even though there were some golden nuggets. So so for me now, I won't personally consider podcasts for self-help and things along those lines if that aren't that don't fear God. That aren't believers in Jesus. Cause I know they're walking in a spirit of this world and that's gonna manipulate them from like the path. I'm seeking to walk because I felt God's love for me and all of us. And it's just like, that is what I'm seeking. Um, yeah. Audible books, good inspirational movies. Oh, what? Oh no, I have one in mind to just as an example, miracle, what was it? I'm pretty sure I even have a list in the phone if you bear with me. Um, Let's see here. Apologies folks, let's just kick off some teens. Um, oh wow, depression. Oh, that's pretty cool. Men's group. I have so, I need to clean out my notes. Ah, suicide topic. I mean, we gotta effectively organize our tools so we could help through this others that are part of this generation it is extremely sad that we are the most suicidal generation ever well you know there's good inspirational movies there's war movies there's healing movies there's people that have had injuries that would crush some people and they i don't know the titles aren't coming to mind we'll call it lime brain lime brain you know what I'm touching on and um, inspirational music there's 
Christian rock. There's all sorts of cool stuff like that's pretty good and wholesome. There's really upbeat songs out there if you actually pulled out the words and like read it to the side you'd be like no that's not that song and it because it has all these evil words in there like heavy words but it's in this upbeat song it's like you got to be aware of what you're kind of just digesting but meditation we kind of touch on that with get being in nature but uh spiritual journey tapping into that and then i just added movement so those those are just some quick tools that we could uh i mean i'd like to hear more of your tools and what has really helped you through some of the toughest times in your walk here i mean that list is gonna grow it's gonna forever grow and i'm sure prioritize you know there'll be a chapter in my life i need a certain type of tool more than another that i'm not even accessing right now so that's going to end up on like the top tray of the toolbox i'm carrying around just because it's right i just going to have it ready to go um okay now all this is important there's just a couple things i want to dive into regarding what we're up against right now and then i'll just end with the daily devotionals and a really positive message but um gosh it's evil is the ruler of this world and there's a lot of individuals at the top that are partaking like they're projecting you could see it we've connected a lot of those dots So the armor of God is the best protection we can have. But for the non-believers, like, information is key. Sourcing information in an information age is key. Sourcing. Because there's psyops happening right here. March 14th, 1998. Saturday Night Live played a band clip. Conspiracy Theory Rock. The skit only aired one time before it was pulled from the air and banned from ever being used again. And it's cool that there's digital warriors out getting this stuff. So let's play it. But this exposes a lot of things. But the the threat, if you're not sourcing information, how you could just be manipulated into... faulty wiring and believing and thinking what they want you to believe and think Westinghouse, a suit for fraud? Which side? 
100% these things have been used against us and we've and it's been very extremely effective and my heart goes out to all of us I mean I was duped so many have been duped and wait and, and we just it's a lot of work to rewire and face the truths of all the situation but um, so there's that one Just play this one. ...and well-connected clientele, and business was booming until today. It's alleged that the prospective sex buyers in this scheme first had to respond to a survey and provide information online, including their driver's license photos, their employer information, credit card information, and they often paid a monthly fee to be part of this solicit club. The affidavit that's unsealed in court today alleges that once the buyers were verified, they were then texted and allowed to place orders for, with commercial sex workers. They would choose the duration of the encounter they wanted, the types of services they wanted, and they also wow. would receive a menu. We don't need to in go. this case are not charged today. They're not named in the affidavit. No. But I want to emphasize, this is an investigation that's just getting going. We're in the just very early stages. getting going. This commercial sex ring was built on... This is crazy. U.S. Attorney Joshua S. Levy confirming a commercial sex ring for the ultra-wealthy. That's evil, folks. So you see, and, and and obviously we know how that's tied into the corpse, Hollywood, government, Clintons. Quit. So I don't I don't want to get all crazy dark here. You can you can do your own research. You could start connecting your own dots. But this is legit. This is what's been happening. We cannot idly sit by. So we must do what we can to improve our lives to show up and be excited to seize the opportunities that lie at our feet. Now this uh, this title, Bye Bye Doctors, because, and that's why it's, I'm going to be calling a bunch of pharmacies here locally, and I would challenge you guys to do the same. In fact, you want to send some clips here to Unmuzzled Chat, recorded calls. If you call in pharmacies just trying to seek some basic answers as to why, why are you still administering this bioweapon jab? Why? Are you aware that it's causing these things? Oh, you are aware. Well, are you, in fact, uh, telling your patients, my loved ones, our neighbors about this? Are you giving informed consent? Oh, you're not. Why is that? 
Like, because, and they, obviously they're not going to take it too kindly, right? But it's like, look, calm down. I'm calling on your behalf. Because the fact of the matter is, there is no immunity for crimes against humanity, period. If you're infringing on every, any, but it, you'd be infringing on every line item from the Nuremberg Code. The Nazis, at the point they were sending the Jews to the camps and firing squads, all these things, it's like they felt protected then, but obviously were they protected in the end? No. So it's already beginning. Bye-bye, doctors. Let's, let's hear this clip. Due to the scale of the rollout, it now appears tens of thousands of practitioners have repeatedly performed medical treatments mm -hmm. properly termed gross medical and or professional negligence with respect to patients receiving the COVID-19 injectables where each practitioner has no immunity from government whatsoever. So these practitioners are therefore personally and professionally liable <coughs> to actions for medical negligence from their patients receiving COVID-19 injectables, particularly those patients who subsequently died or suffered adverse side effects from the COVID-19 injectables. Additionally, due to the illegal nature of the APRA and National Board's joint statement, it does also appear that the public officers of APRA and the National Board's responsible for the creation and publication of the 9 March 2021 statement are now legally exposed to the action of misfeasance in public office. As the harm to COVID-19 COVID vaccine victims was foreseeable in terms of mm -hmm. these still remaining experimental yep. gene-based therapies, these vaccine victims and future victims who later develop... Guys, it's still being administered. It's still out there. At pharmacies near you, at doctor's offices near you, and hospitals near you, what in the bleep... Call to action. Set down what everyone, everyone that views this, like call one pharmacy. Ask them the basic questions. If you want to record it and send it in, that is your choice. Um, email unmuzzledchat at gmail.com. And I could set up a Google Drive or something if, if they end up lengthy. But audio recording shouldn't, should be able to send via email vaccine related injuries and illnesses can sue the public offices of APRA yes. and the national boards in their personal capacity a further liability in the same public offices appears available to those registered practitioners who improperly administered the COVID-19 injectables in breach of their codes of conduct should those health practitioners subsequently be sued by their patients and they have to pay damages to their patients then those health practitioners may in turn be able to sue the public offices of APRA and the national boards for coercing and threatening them to ignore their codes of conduct such a legal action, again, would be the tort of misfeasance in public office. There we go. You don't have to do it for the adults. Do it for the children. When I called that pharmacy, it was for five years old and older. Five years old. Due to the scale of the rollout, uh, it now appears do tens it, of thousands of practitioners. Do it for the children. <sighs> I hope this ignites a sense of urgency for us to address the things that are holding us back and becoming far more engaged, capable, strong, 
we got to kick cowardice to a curb. Compliance to the curb. Procrastination. Selfishness to the curb. We need to all start leading by example and taking these additional steps as soon as possible. Here's just another quick clip. We played one uh, small clip of this gentleman the other day. I don't know if I aired that episode yet. I was on. I was really struggling. I'm debating whether I'll play that one. We'll see. But this is this Australian geologist. Game over. Yeah, we're dealing with a fraud. So once again, under those corporations and all that mass psychosis and engineering like our own brains to think a certain way and oh no global warming listen what he's got to say i don't have opinions i have demonstrable facts i don't have opinions he has what do you say demonstrable (laughs) you know but he has big facts right not opinions he has facts on this topic these facts are validated and these facts are repeatable fact number one no one has ever shown Mm -hmm. that human emissions of carbon dioxide drive global warming never been shown and if it could be shown then you would have to show that the 97% of emissions which are natural do not drive global warming game over we are dealing with a fraud that's a scientific fraud from day one we hear the propaganda that increases of the gas of life, a trace gas in the atmosphere, will bring a disaster and that we will have runaway global warming. Sorry, folks, we've known for 200 years from chemistry that it's the exact inverse. Now, I'm sure some of you tried this last night at the dinner with a champagne or a beer and you forgot to drink it and it warmed up and it kept bubbling and bubbling and bubbling and bubbling. And that is the inverse solubility of carbon dioxide. We've known that for 200 years. We see it from the ice cores. When we drill into ice, we have chemical fingerprints that tell us what the temperature was and we have little bits of trapped air. And we can show that when we had natural warming, some 650 to 6,000 years later, we had an increase in carbon dioxide. It's not carbon dioxide that drives temperature. It's the exact inverse. Wow. Another fraud. Right. <laughs> Guys, we're all just being duped. We got to tear down their, the, the things that are effectively being worked against, used against us. From our medical institutions, the health organizations, the government bodies. Like, uh, there's all these corps that, are you kidding me? You could see how they're funding and they're buying out the politicians to their gain, their benefit, not ours. To enslave us more and more. Please, do your part. Like, if you don't have a Rumble account, create Rumble. I don't know what you're waiting for. It's free. 
join us, follow, engage in the episodes. Forward these on. Post them on all your social medias. This very episode, copy the link, paste it in there. Just write a question. What are your guys' thoughts? Like you would be doing your part. Help us. We can do this together. I know it. We are the checks and balance. It's up to us. I don't know what more to be to say on that. I'm just trying to beat that nail all the way home. Okay. This daily devotional resonate with me. February 28th. Stop judging. I hope this resonates with you because this gives us clarity and a direction that's only going to lead to improving our state as well. Stop judging and evaluate yourself. For this is not your role. Above all, stop comparing yourself with other people. This produces feelings of pride or inferiority. Oh my gosh, I can't say that word right now. Not even in my brain. But you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Sometimes I make sure of both. I lead each of my children along a path that is uniquely tailor-made for him or her. Wow. Shout out to Jeremy. I love that episode. He's got such a powerful testimony, but it's all tailor-made as he as he said. Comparing is not only wrong, it is also meaningless. Dare I add toxic. As you do that, you're literally tying anchors to yourself and now you're dragging them through the mud and through the muck you're walking through. It's It's just making things more challenging. So there's this is helping with the rewiring to a more effective, efficient, productive being state. Don't look for affirmation in the wrong places. Your own evaluations or those of other people. The only source of real affirmation is my unconditional love, speaking of God. God's unconditional love. Many believers perceive God as an unpleasable judge, angrily searching out their faults and failures. Nothing could be further from the truth. Jesus died for our sins so that we, I might clothe you he might clothe you. I'm having to change some of this because this, when you read it, it's it's directly applying to the reader. So I'm also challenging, challenged in this setting, reading it. In my garments of salvation, this is how I see you, radiant in my robe of righteousness. When I discipline you, it is never in anger or disgust. Wow. This is why 
he is the only healthy fear there is. We're to fear nothing else. Because when he disciplines us, it is never in anger or disgust. It is to prepare us for face-to-face fellowship with him throughout all eternity. Immerse ourselves in his love, presence. Be receptive to his affirmation which flows continually from the throne of grace. There's Luke 6, 37, John 3, 16, 17, Isaiah 61, 10, Proverbs 3, 11 through 12. Let's dive into a couple of those. So I have Luke 6, 37 here. Do not judge others. It's out of the living word, the roadmap for all of us to guide us through this life. Do not judge others and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others or it will all come back against you. Forgive others and you will be forgiven. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more running over and poured into your lap the amount you give will determine the amount you get back wow i automatically want to dive more into personally journaling based on those because i i could see where it's taking place in my own life and express more gratitude which only fills the cup that much more and helps shift energy the state you're in i mean these are all good things and better wiring it's it's amazing okay john 3:16-17 for this is how god loved the world he gave his only his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Wow. If you don't know that to be true, seek the answers for yourself. It's a beautiful journey. So this is Proverbs 3. 11 and 12. My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. Wow. So good. I even loved think on these things wisdom from life from proverbs wisdom for life i read that wrong i swear every time special let it shine february 28th he who earnestly seeks good finds favor but trouble will come to him who seeks evil 
even evildoers are capable of commending good when they see it. That's why we are encouraged as Christians to remember to be rich in the good works. Every good works is contagious. We need to lead by example. And I don't know. Maybe I'm going about it all wrong. Maybe I'm sounding the alarm and I'm coming across just in fear and whiny. I'm just trying to sound the alarm on some things, but all roads do lead to God and salvation, not just protecting our mortal state and fulfilling while we're here. Good works that issue out of faith in Jesus obtain favor from God and from others. The world may not believe what we believe, but they like what they see when they watch good being done. So feed the poor, clothe the naked, heal the sick, paint the widow's house, and diligently seek to express your faith in a way that can offer, or excuse me, that can often speak louder than words. As Jesus said, let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew 5.16 Soul search. How could my light shine brighter if I took it more into this dark world? And little prayer. Father, please make it possible for me to express my faith by my works. Amen. I'm a faulty, defective sinner. Just a man. But I am trying. All this helped me today in many days in ways I can't even articulate or express. I hope you guys could give it a shot. Let's all organize our toolboxes because the time is now. We're being surrounded by evil and we must protect ourselves. Thank you so much for supporting us. I love you guys much more to come. Can't wait till next time. Enjoy the rest of your day, your week. We will be seeing you soon. God bless.